Welcome to Voices in Japan with Ben and Burke. Japan is known to be strict about a few different things, such as rules of work and social hierarchy. But what about social etiquette? On this episode, we look at some ideas presented by wow-j.com about how you should behave in society, such as whether or not it is okay to touch food that is being sold in stores, can you really be arrested for eating while walking, and is it okay to leave food uneaten, especially at buffets? Gotta say, we didn't necessarily agree with a lot of the ideas in here, but how does our opinion compare to yours based on your own experience of living in Japan or visiting here, or how do things compare with living in your home country? Listen to the episode to find out now, and thank you for always supporting the show. Each, knee, sang. Today, today is talking about common sense etiquette in Japan because,、uh, to be honest, like reading through this, I don't know, like maybe Sapporo's culture is just, just different than other parts of the of Japan, but I didn't really feel that、uh, it's as strict as described in this article, some of the、uh, etiquette that they cover in here. I don't know, what was your feeling? I was thinking the same thing, though,、like, after reading about these.、Um, There was quite a few that I actually didn't really know about. So, similar to you, maybe Sapporo or Hokkaido does things differently. Or they're not as,、uh, not as strict with adhering to、uh, certain rules when it comes to、uh, sense etiquette in Japan. Yeah, this, like, this article is on wildj.com、uh, and it starts out saying behavior that is normal in one's country may be inappropriate in Japan or even illegal. Be sure to keep the following in mind so you are not considered ill mannered or end up breaking the law. I don't know. It was kind of like a very strict description of a lot of things on here.、Mm. Yeah. So, probably good to go through these, these five main ones that this article refers to. And,、uh, yeah, see, see what our. Thoughts on them and whether we agree or disagree with them. Because,、uh, yeah, there's quite a few I don't really agree with, actually. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, how about this first one? Touching food sold in stores. It may be common to pick up products to examine when shopping, but don't touch unpackaged food or items sold by weight just out of curiosity. It raises up sanitary concerns, and some products can be damaged when you touch them. It goes on. It goes on. I don't know.、Uh, do you ever go shopping in the supermarket? Yeah, all the time. And this was one I didn't really know about either that touching food was kind of forbidden. Cause I kind of do that all the time when I go grocery shopping, especially when it comes to fruit. Like,、uh, I always buy oranges and they sell them in, you know, usually either in packs of four,、um, or individually. And I always get the individual oranges and I always want to test them out by squeezing them. And, you know, you can find out. If they're good or not,、um, by handling them. And I, I do that at least a couple of times a week, buy, buy a couple of oranges because they're really cheap, usually like less than 100 yen for a nice juicy orange. But yeah, I, I always feel like I need to, need to give it a good squeeze to find out if it's a good one or not. Yeah. But the other thing too is, this is Japan, man. Like half the stuff is like individually wrapped in plastic, anyways, you know, like overly <laughs>、yeah. wrapped and everything. So 
Um, I mean, this goes on to say, like, uh, it is the same at bakeries where you pick up bread using tongs and at buffets. Uh, this is common sense in Japan, so there are no warning signs. If you're interested in food that is being sold, talk to the salesperson. Depending on the shop, they may even give you sample to, a sample to taste. Um, but this picture, granted, it's more kind of like a market. And I guess if there was like a, I was at like a Japanese market, I wouldn't be picking up all the like seafood and uh, fruits and stuff and checking them. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I still would. I don't know. I'd, like pick up a fish and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a go wiggle. Yeah. Uh, Slap it on someone's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, maybe that's what the places are talking about. But uh, yeah, I mean, the supermarkets and stuff. I mean, at bakeries, there's a lot of bakeries in Japan. Like um, Japanese bakeries, like the food. I remember when I came here in university, this is my brother. He was kind of studying here. And, um, yeah, I just remember like on that trip, one of the things like stuck in my mind was like Japanese bakeries and the, and the breads there and stuff. Um, they're really good, but yeah, when I go in there, I don't like pick, pick up the different, uh, pastries and breads and stuff and examine them. Do you do that in bread stores too? No, that's one thing I don't do because I guess when you got tongs as well, it's not as bad, but also in bakeries, each, kind of item is spaced out so you can get a good look at them anyway you don't really need to kind of touch uh pastries and things to to get a good idea if it looks good then usually it is it is uh it's kosher right yeah but even at like buffets uh i mean i guess don't really touch stuff and check it at buffets but do people check the casserole at buffets in the u.s and stuff like pick it up slop it around and say it's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they do in England too, but I don't know. I'd be surprised if they did. I mean, if, if there's like a pile of food, then maybe you would, I don't know, dig in lower and get the, the hotter stuff. You know, like if there's a, what's a, what's a good example? Maybe some, some pasta or something at a buffet. Maybe you'd, uh, you try to get a, a, a warmer piece because usually the top is kind of drier. So maybe I, I, I used, to, I sometimes do that. You know, I'd move the top away to the side and, and go into the, go into the center where mm. the food's a bit better cooked. You know, it's really good buffets or buffets onsens. We talked about onsens, uh, recently, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, the breakfast, breakfast buffets and stuff at onsens or dinner buffets. Like it's, uh, you know, buffets aren't always the highest quality food overseas. Yeah. Well, that, well, that kind of, you know, that's uh, number was it number four on this uh, on this list about talking about buffets um, leaving food uneaten um, is a big kind of no no in Japan too and this one um, so this one describes number four as uh, buffets where 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 you put whatever you want in your plate are a great way to enjoy foods but it's uh, it's inappropriate to leave a lot of food on your plate. Try to get just the food that you can eat and to eat all that you have taken. Um, so be sure to eat all of your food, not only at buffets, so you're not accused of motainai behavior or being wasteful. So this I kind of disagree with because I see people leaving food all the time, not just at buffets, just at regular restaurants too. So I don't know if it's Sapporo or Hokkaido, but this one... I'd have to disagree with for sure. Well, one thing is um, there's not really doggy bags or like take home 
in restaurants in Japan. Like I'm trying to think, like I've experienced it maybe a handful of times in 19 years being in Japan where you hear it somewhere and they're asking you if you want to like wrap it up and take it home. But overseas, like a lot of restaurants, <clears throat> especially in the U.S., like you can all, often take home. Sometimes they don't allow it because they don't, you know, food might spoil or something. They don't want to be responsible for like uh, sickness and stuff. But a lot of places, isn't it like that in the U.K.? People like take stuff home from yeah, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most people do. Most people would take a take a doggy bag, like you said. But in Japan, it's not common to do. Because I remember when I was, you know, when I first came here, and I yeah, I'd go to like a buffet. Um, and there'll be like lots of food left over on the table. And I, you know, say to my, my friend, my Japanese friend who I'm with, oh, can I ask the waiter for a doggy bag? And they like looked at me like I was crazy. Like, like no one does that. Are you homeless? <laughs> like, yeah. So what about, what about all this food? You know, it's such a waste, but I don't know. I, I find that Japanese people aren't afraid to, to waste food. And it, it seems to be quite common. You know, I think we, we mentioned before, like a, a beer garden, um, there's if there's like a big group maybe like a work social or something and they'd all buy in food to share uh there is always huge amounts of leftovers when they leave and even beer too which is uh you know which is blasphemous i think when they're leaving like kegs of beer Uh, but the good thing is like a lot of the time when they do have leftover beer they do offer it to other people i don't know if it's like other japanese people but for some reason when i'm with my other foreign friends, we always get beard offered to us when people are leaving. Um, but I'm not sure if they do that to other Japanese people, maybe because we're foreign, they're doing it to us. Right. Yeah. Which is always a, a good part about being in Japan. Yeah. Um, this thing was talking specifically about buffets, but uh, we just talked about like onsen buffets being really good. Have you ever been to a bad buffet in Japan? I have, but uh, I want to see if you have or not. I have, yeah, actually, the last, uh, probably the last buffet I went to was during, uh, it was during this corona time. So maybe around the uh, beginning of the year, we went to just uh, stay at a local hotel downtown in Sapporo, uh, cause it was, you know, it was like cheap, uh, 3000 yen a night or something. But on the website, the pictures for the buffet look really good. And that's why my wife kind of chose the place because she's like really into buffets. You know, that's how she decides where she wants to stay is based on the, the quality of the, the buffet. Um, but yeah, when we actually had it and it came to the, the breakfast buffet, yeah, it was disappointing. Like everything was very, uh, everything was separated, but everything was covered in cling film as well. Oh, really? So it looked like it was pre prepared in the evening more like uh you know cold food there was nothing there was nothing hot so that was disappointing too so everything was chilled wrapped up and uh and there wasn't that much of it so i think because of covid that they decided to switch up their buffet and you know nothing was it wasn't nothing was like shared you couldn't there wasn't like a big plate of something and you go help yourself it was like individual portions and you just go and pick it up with uh, plastic gloves. So yeah, that was uh, really disappointing. Yeah. 
that's uh, especially because you've like stayed there and stuff. And then uh, <laughs> I guess that's specifically why you've gone there. It was, yeah, yeah, was. was even worse. But I mean, I've been to like most of the buffets I've been in, been to in Japan, like restaurant buffets, been like always really happy because obviously it's a different type of food that you then you would get at a buffet back home. I mean, they have like some of the same type of buffet food, but um, obviously because it's Japan, they'll have like tempura and all this other different stuff. Um, but, and most of them have been really good, and I don't want to, like, ruin anyone's business or anything, but I will say that with the one in, uh, Stellar Place on the sixth floor, like, across from, uh, from Hanamaru. Oh, that one, that one's kind of like a vegetarian-ish, vegan place. Like, they do, they do a lot of, ver- like, a lot of vegetable dishes, and seems like, uh, geared towards, I don't know, people that are into, like, more, like, farm foods and stuff. Well, this was like way back when I went, like, I don't know, five years ago or something. That might explain it then, because maybe that's why it doesn't match well. But, like, we, the last time we went there, we were like, man, yeah, we're probably going to come back here. And, we're, and then we're like, I think we've been here before. And I think we said that last time we came here, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And so it's not just me. Like, uh, my wife doesn't really like it too much either. But uh, it's a little bit disappointing. So I would recommend uh, maybe trying another place if you're thinking what was, about um, it. What was disappointing about it? Lack of meat? Not, <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there was meat, but come to think of it, it might not have been just like yeah. fish. Um, but they did have sushi and stuff. No, it's just like the quality of everything was not very great. And it's like, you know, uh, paying a good price because it's like good lo- uh, lo- location-wise, it's very good, convenient. It's like in the station, so people eating there before they're leaving and stuff, you know. But Yeah, uh, yeah. especially at Stella Place, like that floor, the sixth floor, everything's quite pricey there, like the restaurants, even though... The food isn't really that great. Like the sushi's great. Hanamara is yeah. really Hanamara, good. Hanamara, yeah, that's what I was mm. gonna say. But that's good. but that's pretty much it, I think. I think the other restaurants are not really good value for money. Well they have the uh Tonkatsu place that's uh um it's kinda like a chain. I can't remember the name of it. But they've got it in the basement too. That place is good for Tonkatsu. Yeah. Mm. Uh but anyways, point being, uh leaving food uneaten at buffets is apparently a big no no in Japan. And even the first one that we talked about was a like, touching stuff. Uh, again, I don't know if I agree with it too much. Maybe it's just like uh, Sapporo, but uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I don't really agree with this one. And there was like a kind of a, at the at the end of the article, a little a little bit note about leaving food on the plate. Um, they were saying that yeah, you know, it's good to eat everything in Japan, but every time I've been out with Japanese people. They never eat everything. There's always one, either like one piece left yeah, because right. I don't know. It's like polite to leave that one piece for someone else or offer it to someone. So, and I've, I've been called, uh, rude at times when I've just taken the last karage or something without asking anyone if they wanted it. <laughs> so I think it's, it's kind of polite to actually leave some, some behind just in case, sir. Uh, you know, just to show that you're being thoughtful of people around you and your, and your group. Yeah, usually the person who wants to actually eat it will, like, do this uh, charade of offering it to somebody else first. Oh, you want to eat this? And they're like, oh, no, dozo. And then the person's like, okay, I'll eat it. Yeah, but, hoping but I guess no one will say yes. <laughs> but I guess whenever they're like, Ben-san, tabemasu ka? <laughs> and you're like, ah, tomo. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> Itadakimasu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, but anyways, that is true. Like a lot of people always leave that last bit of food because they don't want to be the person like Ben being rude. <laughs> <laughs>
What about this uh, number two here, eating while walking? I mean, I know, I mean, it says live food that can be eaten on the spot, such as dango or dumplings or skewers and fruits are often sold at the storefront. Street food is a wonderful way to experience the local food culture and can be one of the highlights of traveling. Yeah, like Yatai and stuff. Unfortunately, inconsiderate behavior such as walking into shops while eating, touching and soily products with dirty hands and littering the streets has led some, towns, some, has led some towns to ban eating while walking. Even if there's mm. no ban, do not enter shops while eating or touch products. And yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's pretty common that people don't really eat while they're walking or on the subway and stuff. Um, but I had forgotten about this whole thing of like a city banning it. Did you I, d- I didn't even know that. No, I mean... I'm pretty sure Sapporo hasn't banned it. I've never heard of it uh, yeah, happening. Yeah, well, I didn't think so. And so I kind of checked this, and I found something that talked about uh, Kamakura. Kamakura is located about 19 miles southwest of Yokohama and is known to have some of the more popular temples and beaches. City officials passed an official order that bans visitors from eating and walking in Japan. The move is in response to the leftover food and packaging that trashes up the area, luring in animals, and creating a mess locals must take care of. The order has been posted in public areas to raise awareness instead of just penalizing travelers for the act. So I, this kind of refers to like a uh, touristy area that's been affected by the tourism apparently in a negative way. And so that's why they've banned eating while walking. Mm, but yeah, so it's, this is basically the tourist's fault rather than the actual locals doing it. Yeah, um, but if you, the way this is written, it kind of, it's kind of saying like, even a place like Sapporo, like, uh, you're going to get arrested for like walking down the street or something. I mean, even this place, like I said, that they don't, they don't really penalize people, but it kind of gives you the impression that they're like super strict about it and nobody does it, but I don't think they're as strict as it's being portrayed. I, here, I, I see it not often, but I do see it around. I see Japanese people, um, eating while walking, not like, you know, meals, but they usually like an, an, an onigiri. If they're in a hurry uh, to work in the morning and they haven't eaten breakfast or something, I uh, I do that with yeah onigiris and uh, crisps. I always do it with crisps if I'm feeling kind of peckish. I, I don't mind walking in the street eating it sometimes, but I do feel like people give me a bit of a stink eye when I do do it. So yeah. maybe it's uh, it's not such a, a good thing to do if you can avoid it. Yeah, I mean, this play, this talks specifically about Komachi Dori, which sees up to 60,000 visitors a day. It's one of the busiest streets of the city with a plethora of shops. It's gotten a lot of attention for its practice of eating outside of the numerous local food tours that happen in the area, but it's only 1,200 feet long. But this, this, this article is interesting. It said, the concerns of walking and eating extend beyond the spills, trash, and messy clothes that the acts can cause. Most Japanese people feel that eating while doing any physical, physical activity is not a sign of respect for food. Belief <laughs> is tied back to World War II when there was a scarcity in food and getting some was a treasure. So I didn't know anything about that. Mm, so it goes quite deep in the Japanese culture, respecting food. Apparently, but I wonder how many Japanese people know this. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, like, you know, how, how much respect can you give to a, to like a piece of karage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just delicious. You just want to gobble it up. <laughs> but you but you've uh, you've been known to um to not only eat in public but eat in uh eat in nightclubs right so that's uh that's taking it to another level i think yeah but that's all under that's the not influence of yeah. alcohol so that's not <laughs> like sane burke functioning in society that's uh just making impulsive decisions and being happy with life what about what about on public transport 
do you think? Because it doesn't really mention、um, not eating on public transport, but I think that is quite a common、uh, etiquette: is not to do that, eating or drinking on the subway or on the bus. But again, I, I still see some、uh, some people doing that. I do see、um, the odd、uh, teenager、uh, eating eating lunch on the on the subway or breakfast. Yeah, that's basically the only time I remember seeing it too. So this one, yeah, I mean, again, it describes a little、uh, very in a strict way, but、uh, I think it was pretty accurate.、Mm. So are you are you one of these people that walks and eats at the same time? I am. Have- Every day, no. Actually, I, I don't that often.、Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm trying to have good etiquette or something, but but you do all the time. You're saying, yeah, only only something small.、Um, I wouldn't eat like a, a bento whilst I'm walking, unless I'm like really hungry and haven't had dinner or something, and I'm on my, on my way to to be somewhere and I'm in a rush. I would think that's a little bit gross to see somebody walking and eating a bento, but at the same time, be like, man, that person is talented. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I put in put in makeup on the subway. That's a that's a talent too. All right, what else we got here? Number three, no shows when you have a reservation. So I think this one is、uh, is very unique to Japan. Reservations can be made over the phone. Um, at hotels, restaurants, obviously,、uh, without having to make any kind of deposit or put any money down,、um, and I think Japan is one of the few countries you can do that. So you could, you know, potentially book somewhere without putting any money and then cancel last minute, and you wouldn't lose anything.、Um, but yeah, so this one no shows when you have a reservation. So. It's、uh, it's etiquette to good etiquette to cancel or phone up if、uh, if you do decide you don't want to go. Yeah, this kind of must again be somewhat related to travelers because I think most people who like make a reservation, especially in Japan,、uh, it's because they really want to go there, so they can get the reservation. They're not really always double booking. This talks talks about double booking and then not showing up to one of them or something.、Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know that many people in Japan that make reservations at multiple places and then just decide to go to yeah, one of them、right. in the end, right? So yeah, yeah, that definitely seems、uh, quite rude to do. So yeah, maybe you're right. Is referring to、uh, to tourists or、uh, people that don't live in Japan. But、um, but I'd have to admit, I've I've been a culprit of doing this too. Not not double booking, but、um, no showing、uh, for like a, a restaurant reservation or something, which.、I, Kind of felt bad a little bit at the time, and I, I did consider calling to cancel. But it was quite a big restaurant, and it was a chain,、um, uh, and, you know, and it was it's always busy in there. So I didn't feel so bad about just not showing up because I know, like, you know, maybe they'll wait for an hour or two, and then they'll be able to fill the table quite easily, and probably wouldn't lose that much money. But if it was like a small Uh, intimate kind of family restaurant, then I definitely would call up and and cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,、uh, um, I mean, but don't didn't they have like your、uh, cell phone number or something? Yeah, well, they did exactly, and they didn't call me either. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've I've never had that before where a restaurant has called up because most of the time,、um, through no fault fault of my own, every time I go. 
to dinner with my wife, we're always late, guaranteed, because of, you know, she has to get ready and she never plans uh, in advance enough. So we always arrive at least 15 to 20 minutes late and we've never received a phone call. But you never call to and say that you're going to be late? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that's not my wife. That's that's not my responsibility. You know, I'm I'm always ready to go. I'm always on time. You guys are like the worst customers in Sapporo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should fail, be banned from minutes, everywhere. Yeah, without fail, twenty minutes late. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you didn't want to. Uh, you didn't want to. I mean, so what happened at the end in that family restaurant or whatever big chain? You you uh, didn't go and they didn't call you. No, didn't go. Didn't call. Um, never heard from them. And then, um, and then even went back there maybe a few months later and actually turned up that time. But yeah, they didn't say anything. <laughs> well, you mean like they didn't say, hey, we remember you guys you canceled on us. <laughs> What's your phone number? Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I imagine you guys aren't using a foreign name for your reservations either, right? Um, it depends. If I make the reservation, then I'll use my name. But most oh, of the time, it's my wife that makes the reservation. So, hmm. yeah. And she uses a Japanese name. Yeah, so, but uh, I think this is accurate. It says, like, you know, it's not really, shouldn't be no showing in Japan. But you're saying you know that that's kind of bad etiquette, but you just don't care. Or, or yeah, you saying, I guess if you put it that way. Or were uh, you saying yeah. you like you didn't know until you read this article? Uh, no, I I kind of knew, I kind of knew, but because it was a big chain, I chose to ignore the uh, the rule of etiquette, the etiquette rules, um, which is bad on my part. But like I was saying, <laughs> um, my wife made the reservation, so I think it should have been her responsibility. Yeah, and her being Japanese, yeah. she should know better, right? She yeah. should be setting the example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I understand. I'll blame like, her. Yeah, I understand very well. You're deflecting everything to uh, blame on your wife. I, I was just wondering if you agreed or disagreed with this, and apparently you don't care. Is like, <laughs> the point. But bottom line is, if it's a massive chain where they're probably not going to lose money, I think uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, you don't have to justify it or anything. If you don't care, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, last one, number five, smoking while, oh wait, smoking yeah. while walking or outside of designated areas, yeah. A lot of smoking place spots in Japan, eh? Yeah, and it's kind of odd that a lot of them are inside, so smoking outside is considered worse, which uh, I've always been a little bit confused about, like, uh, they don't recommend you to smoke outdoors, um, I don't know. It's, it, it seems to be the opposite of you know being at home. Like in England, it's like better. They it's considered better to smoke outside because less people would get affected by the smoke being trapped inside a confined area. But in Japan, they usually want to keep the smoke confined <laughs> in a small area. <laughs> yeah, it's like small smoking rooms and buildings and stuff. And yeah. I mean, the, well, I see people, I mean, I see people walking on the streets and smoking in Japan all the time. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. So but this I, is, this is one thing I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, if it's really applicable to, uh, to Sapporo maybe or Hokkaido or maybe just a lot of Japanese people ignore it in general. Um, but 
you know, I've experienced it before where walking down the walking down the street behind someone and they're smoking and the smoke is like going into my face and that's quite unpleasant. So yeah, when I kind of made eye contact with them, I, I kind of, you know, with my eyes made it know I wasn't happy about them smoking in public on the street. <laughs> or maybe they just thought I was, you know, chatting them up or something with my eyes. <laughs> A little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either, man, getting smoke in your face. I'll, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll say, like, uh, when I first came to Japan and we would go out and, um, you know, it was just like wherever you go. That was before, like, smoking became banned in, indoors in, in Japan, which I think is the case, right, with that law or whatever? Yeah, apparently that was, like, last uh, last summer. I think, like, 2020, they passed a law that it was illegal to smoke inside, um, depending on the size of the establishment. So there was a, a lot of, uh, you know, stipulations that, that would allow that law to kind of come into effect. And I think it didn't, you know... Because a lot of places, especially like izakayas in in Japan, are quite small, so the law didn't apply to those places. Yeah, but I mean, I just thought like everybody was used to smoke inside. So when I'd be walking down the street someday, like on a weekday, behind somebody smoking and smell the smoke, all it would do is just like remind me of like the weekend and having fun and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you start dancing on the street, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It give me a nice good feeling, but uh, yeah, but now. Like whenever somebody's smoking outside, I'm like, man, there's kids around here, man. You know, my yeah. kids maybe, but so I yeah, feel differently about it now. But right, I mean, you're you're not a smoker as well, right? So I think it applies. Uh, or people who are smokers and non-smokers have different feelings about this issue. So I've kind of started smoking again recently. I think Regularly? just because of yeah, I think just because of COVID and being at home all the time, it's kind of a bit stressful. So. Smoking has helped me relieve some of that stress. And then also I've been drinking a lot more almost like every day. <laughs> Life is, sounds like it's going and, downhill. And also, yeah, man, I can't, I can't do jiu-jitsu anymore. You know, I can't play tennis because they're taking the nets down at the local courts, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I'm just stuck inside drinking and smoking and getting fat. It's <laughs> <laughs> my life, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully they get something figured out here soon. Um, yeah. Get this thing finished and over with. Yeah, well, apparently the uh, the vaccines, uh, they've, they've sped up the process quite quickly. So uh, my mother-in-law, she's getting her vaccine uh, next week. Yeah, her How first old one. is she? She's 65. Yeah. Well, and I think we're on schedule... Um, for the our age in our forties to have our first vaccine, I think someone was saying like mid twenty twenty two, mid July. Yeah, yeah, mid July this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we'll see. My wife's uh, grandmother got vaccinated last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, and she's ninety four, so <laughs> things are moving at light light speed. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. But I have heard that things uh, potentially will pick up uh, very quickly soon. So uh, mid-July sounds a little crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does happen that way. Yeah, I'll be very surprised if it does happen, actually. I mean, maybe they would just want to get things going um, before the Olympics kicks off. But um, I think that's pretty good news to at least have that rumor anyway, that, you know, me and you can get our, vac our first vaccine 
by uh, by the summertime, so we could start going out and hanging out. Hopefully, and hopefully we can hit the mats again. So yeah, this uh, etiquette, man. So yeah, some of it was seemed a little extreme and uh, maybe not applicable again to Sapporo or areas that I'm used to in Japan, but uh, interesting nonetheless. And definitely uh, good things to know if you are visiting Japan, or if uh, or if you're like me and you didn't know about most of these things. Um, we'll add the article to the show notes, and uh, you can learn about them yourself. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in, and listening, and uh, please again leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts if you've got a second. We appreciate that for sure. And uh, hope to catch you next time, everyone. All right. Bye bye. Goodbye. This episode of Voices in Japan is sponsored by Barefoot Bar in Sapporo. Barefoot Bar has craft beer and a tapas-style menu and also a burger menu. Twelve different types of craft beer, both bottle and on tap, and also local Sapporo beer on tap. Should also mention that all those craft beers are local Japan-made craft beers. They also have free drink plans available, student discounts on Thursdays. They're open seven days a week, 4 p.m. till late Monday to Friday, 12 p.m. till late Saturday and Sunday. And of course, they have whiskeys, basic cocktails, and spirits available. They're located on the sixth block of Tanuki Koji, which is the covered arcade shopping center in downtown Sapporo. And if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you've probably heard Ben and I mention Barefoot Bar before because simply it's one of our favorite bars in Sapporo. And now we're very happy to have them as a sponsor of the podcast.